morning, Tom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. It's Wednesday, hump day. We're in the Mothership Studio 22 here at Blaze Studios. We are in the Mothership, and we're going to upload all the insanity into your mind. Uh, my favorite person, Kayla, is driving us into those nether regions of insanity. And, of course, uh, Super Chris Cruz, let's love Brandon. George in the room. Who's in the room? Who's still here? I don't know. Is, uh, is George replacing you, Kayla? Is that the deal? You nod your head yes. I love George, but I don't know how I feel about this. I love George. George, are you in here? Did he leave? He's gone. Well, let's talk about him. I don't love him that much. But uh, no, seriously, I'm, uh, I'm excited. And uh, this thing is always evolving. This team is always growing and expanding, and then people leave and stuff like that. So, uh, Kayla, I love you, and I uh, appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. I want to encourage you guys, please subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Uh, use the promo code Chad and save on an annual subscription. The best of which is you have the opportunity when you do that to see our overtimes, which we release every Friday afternoon. Chris, is there any way we could take those episodes we did with Wade Trimmer at some point and put them out at least in audio form on a podcast? Can we talk to some executives around here? And get some stuff because that was some really good content. We could do that at the end of the month. Yeah, let's let's wait a little while. I get it. Maybe trickle some out. But man, there's some good conversations you guys are missing out on if you are not a part of the Blaze family. But uh, for those of you who are, we certainly appreciate you. Welcome those that are in the live chat. This is a show where, uh, unlike Alex Stein, we have actual conversations. We actually let our guests talk. <laughs> James Polis is my guest today in the hot seat. How are you, man? I'm good, Chad. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I think I'm tired. I think I, I'm just, there's so much crap coming at us these days. And I don't know what to believe and what not to believe anymore. Like, it's like everybody is, there's, there's the truth that's somewhere out there. And then everybody's twisting their versions of the truth. And that's just how they want you spun out. I sw- I'm getting there. I'm Mission getting accomplished. There. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to get on, I don't want to get on social media. I don't want to look at it. It wants to look at you, though. It is looking at me. Every day, right I think that's the deal. Yeah. Speaking of looking at things, uh, I think we're, and you're from L.A., I think we need to go to Anaheim. We talked about this yesterday. I want to go to Pride Night at Disneyland. We need to plan it. (laughs) Gird your loins. (laughs) That's the truth. Um, Heavily gird your loins. Uh, (laughs) Double gird. With a a chastity belt. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But uh, they're doing this first ever Pride Night in disneyland now they've done the pride parades disney's done that forever but this is uh two nights june 13th and june 15th they're they're gonna be rocking and rolling they're gonna be partying until 1 a.m and it's an all-inclusive deal so i'll let you you know read between the lines on what that means um i think we could get some good man on the street content girl on the street content i don't know but let's see what happens See how long before uh, the fall follows the pride. That's the way it works, right? That's the way. It, that's that's what the book says. And um, we were talking last week about how every major culture throughout history, their last step is sexual deviancy, and, and before they just really collapse. Yeah, that's really the fall. that's the final party. It's yeah. a big blowout. Yeah, and it's and it's getting beyond wild. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's paved the way, at least set the foundation for some really bad stuff. Pedophilia, bestiality. These are all the things that everybody ridiculed us for saying 20 years ago. Say, it's coming. I mean, it's just a matter of time. These people are going to emerge out of the shadows. And now that everybody's, quote, getting their rights, they're certainly going to come 
demanding theirs. Well, yeah, you know, you hang out in L.A. long enough and you start to see the pattern where, you know, like the orgy stops being fun at a certain point in time yeah. and people yeah. just end up spiraling. I mean, you, you burn yourself out. You know, the the, the the behavior catches up with you yeah. mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, this this story does not end well. We know how it goes. It's a great it's a great point. You know, ask any rock star that's been doing it long enough eventually the party ends no surprises it's not yeah. going to be different for you you yeah. know people roll into town like it won't happen to me it happens to you it happens yeah you are the founder of return the editor of the american mind author of human forever when, when did you write that uh last year last year uh, yeah human forever Tell me the about digital it. politics of spiritual war was yeah. the subtitle and uh you know last year i got a lot of like what is that what are you talking about and like what does that even mean yeah. and now this year just a lot of crying and nodding as people know exactly they see it what what that was all about it's happening so fast yeah they see it and and whether they know how to label it or classify it they're experiencing it yeah one that's way right. or another that's right um and you know, I, one of the things that's, that confuses me is this whole, I mentioned before we started taping the AI stuff that's going on. This, In the grand scheme of things, something like any technology, I guess, could be a blessing, but in the hands of the wrong people, it's bad, right? It's very dangerous. And then if you create something that eventually starts thinking for itself without the human hands touching it, is this a good thing or a bad thing overall? Well, I mean, I think you're right. You know, you got to ask yourself, uh, these, a lot of these folks are now consider it to be uh, uh, a selling point or good news that they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's amazing. We're going to build something that exceeds our own power to understand what it is we've built. Yeah. Uh, remarkable, right? I mean, you go back to 2016 and, you know, Hillary Clinton and that <laughs> whole side of the world thought that they were consummating or perfecting their sort of form of, of political rule of governance yeah. through social media. And of course, uh, you know, that's not what happened in 2016. And the minute that they realized that they had created this thing that they didn't understand, uh, they spent the next four years, you know, systematically going through government using every power that they had to claw that power back. Yeah. Uh, and they've made, you know, they've made great strides. And now we're living in, in that world. Uh, but you would think that, you know, some of these people might learn from the pattern that maybe designing machines and designing this apparatus that functions in a way that is outside their understanding yeah. uh, would cause them to go like, wait a minute, maybe this is maybe we're going to get burned again. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to get just as burned as, as they do, if not more so. Well, it's a big machine that chews everybody up in the grand scheme of things. That's right. It doesn't care which side of the political aisle you're on. You create Frankenstein's monster, and then you ask the monster to define itself yeah. and, and tell you who it is and how it's going to interact with your world. And then you give that monster free reign in society. It, it, the monster consumes everything it touches well and even the expectations that that the designers have had going into this you yeah. know artificial intelligence well you know i don't think you can have an artificial intelligence mm. i think if you understand what intelligence is you recognize that it has to do with the intellect and it has to do with our given yeah. human complement um you know if, if for the past two thousand years you know what is it that, that can have an intellect mm -hmm. well you know you can have spiritual beings you us human beings who have a, a spiritual component that can't be separated out yeah. from that uh these machines that we're building i would describe them as automated simulators not mm -hmm. as artificial intelligences and the way in which so many people welcome the opportunity to be really diluted by things simulating other things 
um, that's where the trouble starts. When you get large numbers of people saying, you know what? I don't want reality. I want a simulation that is so real that I can yeah. disappear into it. Give uh, give myself the the convincing impression that I can create this kind of like pseudoverse, this fake universe inside the one that we live in, and then maybe we can just go in there and control that one and have godlike control over yeah. this fake universe. Um, that's a recipe for disaster, just as much as any LA orgy's ever been. Yeah, and and you know that's it's a spiritual reality that's been around well since creation. Yeah. Um, that you can be like God, you know, you can know good from evil, you could be like God, you can basically be a little God player, and you could create a false reality that is a fantasy, in fact, and, and everybody has to bow down to that fantasy as though it were reality. We're seeing it, everything from the gender preferences to the pronouns to the transgender movement that's happening right now. Then you 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 factor some technology into that. I mean, we talked about a, I don't know a month or so ago, Chris. We were talking about that game where you could create your own sexual creature or whatever, yeah. Yeah. and and we had some samples of that exam of what people were was coming out of their minds. And it's like we you know if you've never believed in the doctrine of total depravity, it's being paraded in front of us, and we're and, and we're digitizing it to the point where we're trying to figure out more ways we can take it even further and further and further and this isn't something that just happens in your oculus this this is a destructive thing in a lot of ways right yeah that's right uh i've got a Substack. it's called the build uh one of my recent posts on there is called uh, the trans to cenobite pipeline i don't know i, I read that i don't know if you saw any of the hellraiser it, yeah. movies yeah you know uh sort of these scary guys from another dimension who uh really just draw their their dark force from uh from sensory overload in, in their human torture subjects yeah. um you know, there's kind of this device that uh, is the, they use to be imported into our world in the, the movie series. And so, uh, you know, the, the chief uh, monster, basically, uh, Pinhead, uh, he says, you know, the box, you opened it, we came. Mm. And that's what we're doing. We're building this box yeah. uh, that can summon things that, uh, you know, we like to flatter ourselves, we can control and, and have sort of, uh, you know, divine um, uh, creative power through. Uh, and the opposite happens. We become enslaved to it. And um, and you see it happening. I mean, the, just the, the way that uh that adults doctors parents are are doing these things to their children yeah uh turning them into monsters um it is uh it is a force much more powerful and much more uh diabolical than uh than they're willing to believe uh but uh the truth will come out yeah it's, coming it's out a now. next level pandora you know i mean the pandora's box is you blow that thing open and these devils come running out and they don't go back in you know and I was looking the other day at uh, some of the results of these surgeries, these things that they're wanting to normalize for children who don't have a, a developed prefrontal cortex to be able to make rational decisions for their life, much less their gender identities and their sexual you know, projections to the world. I mean, they are mangling these people. Yeah. And, and to try to say this is healthy – and they want to say, you're insane, I'm insane for fighting back against that. I mean, we're taking away. And again, they redefine the language, right? So they say, well, this is health care for children. How dare you deny health care for children? 
Um, you talk about creating Frankenstein's monster. Well, and in a way, I understand it. You know, it's it's easy to look at this and say, wow, sheer madness, unmitigated insanity. Uh, but in a world where we have uh, just sort of suffused all of life with with machinery, with machines, yeah. including machines that, you know, most people's experience of them is basically invisible. Yeah, you got your smartphone in your hand, but you got all this information and data and algorithms and stuff yeah. flying around. You got satellites that no one can see beaming stuff in and out. Uh, behaving in ways that you know for for all of of human history uh, it was only angels and demons that could do that kind of stuff and now we've built things that can do that kind of stuff in that kind of world uh, there's a logic to saying like well you know we have to forcibly transform ourselves in order to merge with those machines because otherwise why be human why do anything why date why why have sex why have children why build a family why have a job why yeah. leave your house why leave your bed why live it all yeah uh and so there is this sort of forceful logic that people are are being confronted with um and if you do not have a, a solid spiritual backstop to your identity where you understand yourself as as the the creation of a loving God, mm-hmm. you're going to look somewhere else for that kind of backstop, and it's going to be it's going to lead you into a very dark place because uh, you're going to see yourself as having to you know if you can't beat them join them in a yeah. really really raw and primal sense where I guess I have to offer myself up to the machine God in order to go yeah. on living, which which goes back to the original statement that I made about I'm tired. It's confusing. It's yeah. a, it's a wild world we're living yeah. in. And well, you I, I told uh, I told Tucker this uh, last year when I was on his his day show. I said, you know, why is it that we can't stop hearing about about trans? Why is is it just trans and they drop they they left off the ending? You know, yeah. uh, and it's because this is the vanguard of turning people into cyborgs. Mm. And so the reason why these people are being held up as heroes and as objects of fascination is because you know we're turning our world into a cyborg world. Uh, and our sense of, of what progress means yeah. is changing into like, well, we have to progressively become more like our machines, become integrated with our machines. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, if, if, if there is not a solid spiritual backstop to our identity as human beings, given human beings with say, you know, our body is a sacred thing, uh, then that's the direction it's going to go in. Where else are you going to go at this point? Let's take a break. I want to talk some more about that spiritual backstop. Let's do that. Um, let's see. I, I, uh, I'm fascinated by that phrase. I like that a lot. Um, this this is a cool. These guys. Hey guys, I got to remind me, Chris. I got to bring mine in. They sent me one of these ghost sleeves, oh, okay. and it's awesome. It's awesome. It's like a cool leather wallet. But this this company, Refuge Privacy, came up with this thing. It just protects you from your cell phone and your cell phone from these angels and demons that are in the sky and all these different things. Um, we always have our phones with us, right? And we, it, your phone is a, is a portable tracking device, and you've got it with you at all times. So if you're ever concerned about big tech's invasive data and their tracking capabilities, if, if you've got security concerns, if you've got stalkers, uh, if you're concerned with EMPs. I mean, you take if, or if you're having a, a meeting somewhere and you don't want, you know, your phone picking up on things because God knows they're always listening. Uh, it sure would be nice to be able to protect that phone with something that keeps everything and everybody out whenever you don't want them in there. So that's where the ghost sleeve from Refuge Privacy does exactly that. It's made with Faraday fabric that blocks signals to and from the phone and has sound blocking panels on each side. And it's made in America. 
it's got it's made out of american buffalo leather which makes it cool so it looks great and uh each sleeve uh, has a sealing mechanism and the faraday fabric has two layers so it's going to block out even the high frequency 5g signals it'll give you peace of mind and uh, may even save your life so check it out go to refugeprivacy.com that's refugeprivacy.com and we'll be right back All right, James. You talk about having a spiritual, uh, you know, back backstop. I mean, we're living in a world where um, people have no concept beyond themselves in a lot of ways. Like I said, they've kind of set themselves up as little god players. If you don't see yourself as you said, if you don't see yourself as a created being that is created by a designer, a loving God, um, it's a hard world to go through, right? Like I could get into a virtual world. I could have virtual relationships. I could let the machine do it all for me. I don't have to deal with any heartbreak. I don't have to deal with any embarrassing moments in life. I can be something that I'm not, you know, I can have the body I always dreamed of. I could have the attention I always begged for, all of these things. Why, I mean, why not just do that? I mean, why not just just live in a fantasy world like that? Well, again, it, it catches up with you, you know? I mean, you, you go back to think about, like, what, is, what does pride actually mean? You know, pride in what? Yeah. Well, pride in my identity, my self-created identity. Well, okay, but, but on what basis? What's the foundation of that identity? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's my wants. It's my feelings. Yeah. It's my passions. Um, you know, teaching of the ancient church for the past 2000 plus years has been, it doesn't matter what identity you think you have, or you say you have, you have your wants, your feelings, your passions are never going to be a solid, healthy foundation for living your life. Yeah. Those things are going to lead you astray, guaranteed. Those things are going to lead you to that fall that yeah. comes after pride. And so, you know, the trying to create a society, trying to create a personality, trying to create an identity on the basis of those very things within you that are inherently flawed, that are going to lead you to a place of, of pain and abandonment, yeah. you know, it, it, it just, it can't end well. And so the, the, <clears throat> the project then becomes to try to live life without any foundation, with a pretend foundation, and just always to be trying to stay one step ahead of what's eating away at you, what's crumbling at, at the heart of you. Yeah. Um, and that's why people are so burnt out. That's why people feel spun out. Well, because they know that they're being sort of prodded along, yeah. trying to be encouraged to sort of move like this big swarm of things that are half human and half machine, uh, one step ahead of you know the, the price that always has to be paid. Yeah. I- People, you know, people get mad at me because they said, you know, Chad, you do comedy and stuff, leave the preaching for whatever. And, and it's like, I, I live in a world where I call myself a theistic barbarian, right? Like I'm a little wild and crazy, but I know my underpinnings. I know my paradigm. I know the network through which I see the world. And it's a theistic worldview. And I know that everything that I see happening, and you could say, make this argument for any time in history, but what we see happening here is just an absolute slap in the face to a biblical worldview, right? So when the Apostle Paul talks about it in the book of Romans, where he says, you know, you've exchanged your normal passions for these things that are very dangerous for you. Or, you know, he says later on, he says, your feet run to evil. I mean, you, you, you can't slow them down. I mean, they're going to chase after this evil stuff. Their tongues speak lies. Um, 
there's a warning there. You you made a comment about my repentant board, repent board over there from a from a, a deal we did last week. And you know, I what I'm trying to explain to people, what I'm trying to let them see is that you've got you. There is a change that has to happen, but there's a change you're designed for. It's a change that takes you back to the reason you are created, not not this not this fantasy in your head. But, but a repentance is a change of mind that brings you back to the whole design. And that, in that is fulfillment, right? In that is satisfaction. There is joy there. And, and these people, that's why we see such destruction happening when you go against that, that um, blueprint, right? And so, you know, the idea of repenting, the idea of, which again, people say, oh, it's a, it's a preachy word, it's a church word. It, it's a good word. I mean, it's a great meaning in the, in the Greek language of, of changing your mind and saying, I'm not going to do that anymore because I've seen the path of destruction that leads to. Um, is it, can it be relevant in today's age? Is there a message that we can bring to people that's, that, that exposes the folly of what they're chasing? Well, yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, and, and repentance is a good word. I mean, the way that I like to talk about it to people is we got to return to the father before the father returns. Yeah. You know, you think about how God came into the world in the, in the first place, in the first instance through, through Jesus Christ, very quietly, very peacefully mm -hmm. as one man. Not with, you know, 10 arms, not right. with uh, glowing orbs flying out of his head, uh, not with, uh, with an army of, of machines or, or you know, octopus creatures or whatever, through a child, through one child. Mm. And, uh, and that perfect man was, was just a man, you yeah. know, uh, just an ordinary man with, uh, of course, one, one, uh, one, one significant difference was he was also, you know, God incarnate. Mm. Um, but uh but not in his glory you know that's to come and uh and we have the opportunity you know to return to him yeah. even at the very last moment uh we're taught that time and time again through the biblical parables yeah and uh and that act of tremendous generosity and gentleness and mercy is you know is even more powerful and authoritative and divine than than god's justice i yeah. mean you know i think a lot of people right now social justice what is that all about what's really driving it is uh is making a false god or an idol of justice mm -hmm. and thinking that you know we human beings alone can create uh or discover uh or enforce a perfect justice on our own yeah and that's a justice with no mercy and that's no justice at all yeah. You know, um, and this is why it's so important that people, you know, recognize that that God is not just, you know, like a Roman God of justice. Yeah. God is a loving God and a merciful God above all. And uh, if we were to be judged on the basis of justice alone, you know, we'd all be in a very bad place right now. Yeah. Uh, and and so, you know, all these attempts to bring perfect justice to the world have led to the deaths and the misery of millions and millions yeah. over and over again. And so, you know, this is a crazy time. The technology is is uh, outstripping people's ability to make sense of who they are and what world they're in anymore. 
But from a Christian perspective, none of this is really that shocking. This is all just like the latest attempt to sort of create that yeah. fake that fake world using the most powerful tools at our disposal. And we know how this story ends. Yeah. So, you know, repentance, metanoia, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the Greek uh, for a change of mind, a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, if not now, when, when, when throw around these words? We've been using them from the beginning and we should keep using them. Keep using them. Uh, and... You know, the Apostle Peter, you talk about Jesus came humbly, right, yeah. as a child in, in a very obscure, non-threatening way, you know, and born to a peasant girl, you know, and, and, you, 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 and then you see what the Apostle Peter says, that God gives grace to the humble, because there's, there's grace that, that flows with the pattern, right? And, you know, when he says that his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting, that is, a, that is an eternal attribute. In other words, he's saying there's so much mercy in me that I can't stop giving it to you as long as you want it, right? Um, but you're, you're on a path that's demanding justice and, and demanding, uh, you know, things that, that you really don't want to see the outcome of those deals. And so for me, I know, you know, I, I, I am constantly in this Jacob phase of wrestling with God, you know, and, and trying to say, okay, God, what are you up to? What are you up to? But you're right. I mean, if, if you have that biblical worldview and you, and you read it, it should, none of this should be a surprise. This, this is just a digital tree in the garden. And, and we're being tempted to take from it because it's going to make us smarter. It's going to give us more knowledge. It's going to make us more like God, right? And... Um, we got to break free from that thing. Well, yeah, we do. And, and at the same time, and I think people sometimes get hung up on this is, you know, there, there are some Christians out there who just say, oh, well, like this stuff is just the devil. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's hostile to us. It's alien. Don't touch it. Don't get you, let your kids get near it. Well, you know, I understand that, that impulse, but at the same time, like we are here to exercise dominion Yeah. yeah. and we are here to exercise stewardship. And if we look at this stuff and we go, I'm not getting involved, right. it's going to crush us. Yeah. And we need to be prepared to understand how to cultivate the spiritual discipline and the courage necessary to put our hands on this stuff and keep it under yeah. control and stop it from, from crushing us and, yeah. and deranging us. We leave a vacuum and the power floods in because we've taken That's our right. hands off of it. Jesus said, occupy till I come. Um, it's hard to do business when you're trying to go out of business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that right. escape mentality is, is destroyed yeah. culture. It really has. Where all can people find you? Uh, the American Mind is AmericanMind.org. Uh, uh, return is return.life. Uh, I've got the, the newsletter at polis.substack.com. And, uh, and always on Twitter, uh, doing the Twitter thing doing at, stuff. at James Polis. Yeah. And I will encourage you, put on your thinking cap, because when James comes, he brings it with both barrels, man. And I appreciate the critical thinking that you do. So thanks for the time today. Much obliged, sir. Absolutely, Anytime. man. All right. Um, all right. Uh, inflation has consequences as the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending. Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. And depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Well, diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. 
And uh, right now would be a great a great time for you to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. And what you need to do is text CHAD to 989898. Text CHAD to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, gold and silver. The best part is tax sheltered, so text CHAD to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold today with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future, so do it. Text CHAD to 989898 today, and we'll be right back. I'm reasonably suspicious that I uh, I think you guys are going to like what I'm about to say. I really think that it's going to cheer you up. You know, um, every once in a while, it is a good idea to just kind of poke a stick into the embers of a dying fire just to make sure that it you know stays alight for as long as possible. Now, we exist now, you know, a couple of years on the other side of one of the greatest experiments in social control that's been attempted. And it's important for us to remember uh, that that experiment worked in large part. The prognosticators among us who see the COVID pandemic, remember when you couldn't even say that word? Uh, it was as a trial run for future more dire situations. They're at, at their best and most honest when they acknowledge that the tip of the tyrannical spear is lodged in the solar plexus of free societies all around the world in the main and around the country in particular. Uh, we are America. We're a land of the free. We are home of the brave, right? And, and I think you can agree that we collectively allowed our government officials to crap the bed for a few years and just really tear our lives apart. Now, uh, here's the thing. Um, there's a far more serious issue at hand than that. You see, it, it wasn't just the government who shit the bed. It was also us. That's right. We, the people, took a big old steaming dump on our own freedoms, both by allowing the government officials we put in place to remain in place once they began showing a penchant for tyranny and for engaging in the kind of Orwellian, Orwellian doublethink necessary to overturn our entire lives in the face of a problem which a mere modicum of critical thinking could have likely solved in better fashion and a whole lot faster. So the lockdowns didn't work. Death rates did not fall in areas that were locked down. In fact, they rose. And yes, an egregious seizure of power took place on behalf of people like Lori Lightfoot, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, people who demanded subservience to an unproven takeover of civil life, but who would then routinely get caught fraternizing in public themselves when the cause was important enough. And in Lori Lightfoot's defense, it's entirely possible that if she doesn't have her hairdresser routinely perform an exorcism on her hair, uh, you know, the demons might get out and destroy Chicago. But to lay all the blame at the feet of the government officials uh, and those elites, the fact that far, far too many of us went along with it, and we, not me, and I presume not you, but we, meaning too many damn Americans, did the requisite mental gymnastics to embrace the loss of freedom under its shiny and laminated label of safety. And these dumbasses, put out mask mandates despite the fact that the science behind it at the time was shaky at best, despite the fact that whole age groups of the population either weren't getting this thing or weren't suffering from it. And meanwhile, we stuck the sheep 
diaper on our faces dutifully buying into the narrative and working so hard to make others know how compliant we are that we might as well refer to it as virtuoso signaling. And for what? Let me ask you something. If the government had come out during the pandemic and told you that in order to be safe from the dangers of COVID, you needed to go to your town square and bow down to an idol made of gold, how many people do you think would have gone out and done that? Now, if your answer is as high as mine, you'd get a pretty solid sense of the complicity and stupidity with which we lived in the outside shadows of our ruling class overlords and wept with gratitude at the table crumbs we occasionally received. And what about the vaccine? You know, that thing that we had to call the freaking blah, blah on this show for so long because we don't want to be censored. I mean, what the hell? That's a problem we're still dealing with and no doubt will be for a long time to come. And once again, the American public, we tap danced a little virtue signaling BS all the way to the edge of the cliff. Quite a few people didn't come back from the edge, did they? They're still out there. Folks, the next big thing is coming. You might think, you know, Glenn Beck's all doom and gloom, but he also happens to be right an awful lot of the time we got to evolve as a society so that we're better prepared for the next time something awful does come along or even the next time something that has the potential to be awful comes along because we know and now have proof that between a tyrannical government and the media in its pocket and a population of drooling sheep who may only you know who may as well have the word complied tattooed backwards on their forehead so it's the first thing they see in the mirror in the morning uh we are you know well and righteously and sadly deservedly screwed we are screwed sarah gonzalez hi we're screwed wow i feel good about uh, the world now people suck this is great people suck i came here to have some fun Did and you? hang out and now i want to just go jump off the nearest building well we suck <laughs> i went to the pharmacy yesterday went to the pharmacy to pick up my prescriptions you know mm-hmm. my drugs to pick up your contribution to big pharma's profits yes okay stuff that you know doesn't make me well but it keeps me alive okay <laughs> keeps me consistently unhealthy so i can continue with their profits uh-huh. and the little person that checked me out there in the pharmacy you know she had her mask she was she couldn't breathe i could hear her trying struggling to breathe through her paper mask i feel like there's something she could do about that if she wanted to breathe better <laughs> take the paper off your face <laughs> right I mean, she was literally <laughs> gasping, trying to talk through this mask. And I'm like, dear, <laughs> are you performing surgery? Are you worried about putting, you know, globules of your spit inside of someone's cavity, you know, or orifice that you have created in order to do surgery on them? I don't believe you are. You're literally giving me metoprolol, which is blood pressure medicine. <laughs> I don't think we're in threat of dying here. No, no. They lied, Sarah. They yeah. lied, they lied, they lied. So on that, on that topic, I have a, a question. Am I wrong for judging a, na- well, a neighbor who every day she takes her dog for a walk in the neighborhood and she always <coughs> is wearing a mask walking by herself with her dog in the neighborhood and it literally makes me want to move. <laughs> is that wrong? Well, yeah. Is that too harsh? Like I'm like, no. I, mean, I don't want to be a part of it any of this i don't want to live close to you i don't you're stupid i want to move now i don't want to live close to anybody anymore well that's fair because i see this nonsense right and i'm like what is going on you know we saw the study that came out a few weeks ago where people who are continuing continuing to wear the mask their reason for doing so is because they feel unattractive (laughs) which i mean you know if you you want to hide your ugliness i understand yes 
maybe that maybe that's her i don't i don't know because i've never seen her freaking face but to be so sheepified mm-hmm. that i'm just going to okay here's a solution for my ugliness i'm going to cover half of my face with like it's dumb like like there's certain things in society i've never understood like a necktie why why do you have a strip of silk hanging from your throat you know why it's never made sense to me why are we supposed to wear neckties what 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 good do they do Mm -hmm. you don't wipe your mouth with them when you're eating dinner you know like why there's certain things the mask to me was always a big why Mm -hmm. and again again it doesn't stop a viral thing critical thinker so that that's a reasonable reaction to have it might stop us from spitting on one another which overall may increase the height but you know what they're in that's the world we lie live in Occasionally, I mean, getting we germs is good for your immune system, though. I'd like to just remind people of that. Yeah. It's not good for your immune system to just never receive any other germs or anything. I, I know. Like, I that's went, bad. I went to dinner the other night with you and your husband mm-hmm. and your two children, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. We were like close to one another, and we spoke. And I imagine there was spittle that was exchanged. <laughs> we 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 effervesced. Mm-hmm. We got atmospheric, and we breathed that shit in. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. breathed in one another's filth. Yeah. And at no time did I go, oh, my God, I've got Sarah spit on me. It's part of part of living in a free society it's, is that you're going to exchange germs with other yeah. people. And That's the just that the way it is. And the you were designed for right. it. Exactly. Exactly. And so now, you know, we look back. I gave that monologue because we look back and we go, y'all were stupid. You were dumb. I mean, listen, I've done a lot of dumb things in my life Mm. and I look back on them and I go, that was really dumb. Yeah, but the ugly thing with the people wearing the masks uh, because they're (laughs) ugly, I I hope that they reconsider because as you have heard me say so often, you're not ugly, you're just poor. You're just poor. Right? You just don't have the money to make yourself look like Kim Kardashian. So you're not ugly, you're just poor, right? But wearing the mask shows that you're stupid and you can't... You can't undo that. Yeah. You can't change that. Yeah. You can change the ugliness. Mm. You can't change the stupidity. Yeah. I try to change my ugliness every day. <laughs> and Does it work? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Look at this forehead. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, you know, the necessary hassle of being a gun owner comes when you have to clean the things. Uh, you may hate it. It's a dirty job, but you got to do it. It's unsafe if you don't, and uh, you don't like using those patches because they're messy and the stuff gets all over you, and you don't like using the rope that you pull through like a boar snake because it sometimes hides the dirt and doesn't come through right. Uh, I found a better solution for you, and you're going to love Barrel Buddy. Actually, Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure to clean the rifling grooves and comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm you own. Barrel Buddy is composed of polymers that don't leave behind residual particles, so it makes it safer, too, and it's an amazing thing. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates and absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean, and you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So... Cleaning your gun, it's really important. It is an amazing thing, um, and it's more, much more efficient for your firearm, trust me, uh, and it makes you a responsible gun owner. Barrel Buddy's totally new concepts, better way to take care of your firearms. comes in a little package like this, and uh, it's a neat little thing. You just push it right through there, and it's amazing. You're going to love them, and it's going to make your life easier. So every gun owner that is within the sound of my voice right now, go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com.
and we'll be right back. How are you? I'm good. How's your life? How's your world? Extremely chaotic. Yeah. Extremely chaotic. There's a lot of people watching your show these days. I'm not jealous. There's a lot of people watching your show. Not really. <laughs> not really. There's a lot more watching your show. I don't know why that is. I, this is, just became really awkward. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. It's not a competition, Chad. It's a little bit. <laughs> I think some think it is. You remember when that transgender activist, um, the, the biological male, I hate phrases like transgender activist. It's a dude that thinks he's a girl. Yeah, we always need a flow chart for these things. Yeah. It, do, do you have a penis? If so, you're just a dude. If you got a hot dog, you can't grow on a peach tree. Yep. Um, yeah, play the clip real quick. Yeah, there's... Um, this, this, what is, oh. this is the dude who's got oh. the AR-15, remember, and pulls it out, shows you that there's mm -hmm. guns in the magazine, it's and then pops it back in there. Bullets. And then go, you know, pow, 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 mm -hmm. Empty a few Ooh, rounds out on the oh floor. No. I know how to cock my gun. Heavy on the phrase cock. Um, <laughs> it pulled that down, you know, and uh, it put that viral video out. Uh, went viral after the Nashville shooting. Well, he worked for the U.S. Forest Agency. And uh, put out this tweet. Said, I've been fired from my job. Uh, with the U.S. Forest Service because of the lies published by the Daily Mail, Newsweek, and other right-wing tabloids. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that uh, Newsweek was a right-wing tabloid. Uh, but more poignantly, <laughs> I was fired by the Biden administration for being a trans woman that owns a gun. Mm, uh, don't think that was the reason. No. Mm -mm. The Biden administration fired me. Oh, they, they're going to. I love the circular firing squad. I know. No pun intended. But I know. Boy, it really is. While advocating for trans people to arm ourselves is not any kind of solution to the genocide we are facing, genocide. I do want to say that if any of you transphobes do try to come for me, I'm taking a few of you with me. That was in the uh, caption of the video. Um, so I don't, I don't think it was. Yeah, I think um, that's a threat of violence. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. When you're brandishing an AR-15. I would say so. Uh, and showing that it's loaded. He says, and when I say the Biden administration, I mean literally that. My boss just called me crying to tell me that he did everything he could to stop this outcome. He? He yeah. was crying? Yeah. He deserves to be fired too. What a bitch. Yeah, a little bitch. And probably because you got an AR-15 <laughs> and access to his office. Yeah. Um, I bet he did want to sound very merciful towards you. <laughs> uh, but he couldn't stop the outcome. But the call to fire me came directly from Washington. So someone fairly high in the Department of Agriculture fired me. So, of course, he started a GoFundMe account to uh, seek financial support. But after two weeks, it's only received pledges of about $2,300 <laughs> of the $7,000 goal. <laughs> and uh, this is a person, Kayla Dinker. Kayla uh, Dinker? Kayla Dinker. <laughs> this story just keeps getting better. He goes by Pinko Scum on uh, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, pinko scum. That is great. Help. Wait, what? What? I want to know what the seven thousand dollars was for. Like, that's just a very odd number it's to have as number, your goal. Right? Yeah. What? What is it supposed to replace? I don't know. 
I don't think the uh, forestry department's paying her that much. I said her, him. Him. I just saw the picture and I was like, eh, a lot of hair it gets, there. It gets confusing. You need a flow chart. I know. Kayla Dinker. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki Dinker. Oh, Kiki Dinker. I'm going to start calling Kayla Kiki. That or Pinko Scum. I just feel bad he has the <laughs> last name Dinker. I don't know. Like, if you're, if you're tired of your dead name and you're already changing your name, why don't you fix the Dinker, too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you were Derek Dinker and you want to be, you know, or Kenny Dinker. Yeah. Now's the time. Now's the now's time, the time while you're doing it. Um, <laughs> so, hey, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you, uh, we're going to go to Pride Night in Anaheim, June 13th and June 15th. We're going to no, go to Pride at Disneyland. We're going to go. I'm going. You want to go? Hell no. Come on, let's go. Absolutely not. Let's be a little gay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, unless we're talking infiltrate and secretly record and expose, then and obviously I'm 100%. Your girl. I've already told the guys, I'm like, uh, we're, we, I want pictures. I want to see the pictures that come out from this night. Yeah. I want us to keep that on the radar. I want to see yeah. the pictures that come out. Do you see the story about the uh, transgender therapist that's accused of molesting children with autism? Yes. It's gruesome. Wood. That chipper. story. There it is. Right? It's that's almost a, like, yeah, that is, a, that is a woman. That's a correct? biological female. Is that, is that correct? It's a dude. Is, so this is born a dude, has a penis, identifies as a woman. Okay. No. No, according to the report, biologically female and yeah. taking testosterone that's to appear as male. Yeah. Has been yeah. accused of storing child porn on her personal devices and molesting young children. This is what, this perfect example why we need a freaking flow chart for yeah. every single time they talk about these people. Just, get, just give me the basics. Give me the biology. Or a straight line to the wood chipper. I mean, that too. When we're but, talking about the, the child molesters, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, but Chad, it's almost like, it's almost like these people have an underlying mental illness that is not being treated. One would think. It's almost like it just makes it worse when yeah. you have a mental illness and a delusion yeah. that is not treated by our mental health system and in, instead enabled, it's almost like that turns these people into wackos who go off and do unspeakable things. Yeah, they actually manifest the monster that's living inside of their mm -hmm. brain. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll remind you guys that in the New Testament, it is the demons who consistently refer to themselves as we, us, they mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. yeah they are the ones who see themselves as a collective and this is what's going on here. this is demonic here yes here on earth it is the yeah. the demons <sighs> who are still identifying that way mm. sad um tragic listen we have a uh, fantastic sponsor that's uh, new to the show and I've, I've been excited to bring them to you texas superfoods We've all learned that it's important to do business with people we can trust, and you can trust the people over at Texas Superfoods. The, uh, the founder of the company is a veteran. He's a Texan. He's a homeopathic doctor. He's trying to get you out of the American medical system so you can take your health into your own hands. So he developed Texas Superfoods. It's uh, vine-ripened, antioxidant-rich, raw natural fruits and vegetables. And we know during COVID, you know, it is, it's always been important to take care of your immune system. And uh, we know there's a bunch of crap out there on the market that tries to fix symptoms to our health issues. The simple truth is your body, when properly fed, has an amazing ability to ward off and even fight disease. So I'm taking Texas Superfoods. I feel 
great. And uh, it's a great supplement to your diet. Your body is going to have what it needs to keep on functioning at your best. So give them a try. TexasSuperfoods.com. That is TexasSuperfoods.com. And we'll be right back. Mash the thumbs up, the like button on this show if you're watching on YouTube, and make sure that you are subscribed to my channel, the Chad Prather channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, and also do it for Sarah Gonzalez, the news and why it matters, because people mysteriously get unsubscribed, don't they? Yes. Isn't that weird? Yes. So weird. I mean, we know it's not our YouTube overlords. Yeah. They're very benevolent. Yeah. I mean, just the sheer fact that there's, I don't know, 600 people watching this show in the live feed right now, and... There's 336,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the math don't quite work mm-hmm. out the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to. People say, I can't believe you got 400,000 subscribers on Twitter and only 20 reactions. Uh, yeah, dumbass, <laughs> because censorship is freaking real. Yeah, exactly. So you're proving my point. Right. Anyway, so uh, Sarah Gonzalez, you got her on the news and why it matters and all the good stuff that she's got going on in the world. And uh, I love you. I love you, And too. you look like a little Japanese, little, little, little Japanese doll. Look at her with that little pink satiny thing. All right, we got to go. <laughs> we'll get off the rails tomorrow night. It's Thursday. Don't miss it. I love y'all. God bless you. And uh, stay out of trouble or call me if you find it. Bye. <laughs> Don't.